So I'm really excited because as you guys know, I do a lot out there and I talk to thousands of women. In fact, this podcast so far has reached 720,000 women. That's where we are right now in terms of the audience. And alhamdulillah, we're across 137 countries, which means multiple languages and multiple women from all walks of life, all together, coming together to improve ourselves. And a lot of you know that here at Thrive Muslima, our mission is to help modern Muslimas live mindfully while maintaining their Islamic identity and thriving together as women. And so along those travels, I tend to meet amazing women. And uh, usually I'm always gushing over my my Thrive Women because I work with them in our global uh, community. But today I'm going to introduce to you kind of like a younger edition that came in. And I think she's just going to be an absolute star. And I think she will do so much amazing work for our community. In fact, I can kind of see the leader in her. And I'm very excited to introduce her to you because we're going to touch on university students today and high school students and, and women who might have to, even if they're not that age, but they're trying to struggle to get higher degrees and career and things like that, how to balance that life and still have Ramadan. Like, how do you like get all those things in, get your exams and your things in? And even if you're a, a, a person who's in the workforce, right? How do you balance um, this great responsibility and these great endeavors with Ramadan. How do you still connect with Allah? And so today we have a sister, a beautiful sister, that's going to help us do exactly just that. Excited to bring her on. Let's get started. Welcome to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, and we are coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, but during Ramadan, three times, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday, inshallah, this and So excited today because I have an amazing guest. And one thing I want to say is with this work, I get to meet so many lovely women. And we do it through our um, you guys know we have a Thrive membership, we have book clubs, I have one-on-one -on -one consultations with women, um, I do events, live ones, speaking engagement, I do so many things. And when I come across different types of women that are truly inspiring to me or that I think will truly inspire you, I just love to bring them on the podcast, as you know. And we have one of those women today. And this is a great podcast if you are somebody who is going to struggle with your studies and work-life balance. I think even work-life balance people can get something out of this one as well. And um, Sister Safa Mahmoud, she's with us today from London. And she's going to talk to us a bit about you know, the struggles of having Ramadan and having studies and um, all that. And I'm going to let her um, basically introduce herself and tell us a bit about herself. But you're going to walk away today from the podcast with some really great tips and inspiration that you can have a great Ramadan too. So welcome to the podcast, Sister Safa. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. Can't wait for everyone to get to know you. So go ahead. Tell us a bit about yourself. 
So assalamu alaikum everyone, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Um, my name is Safa Mahmood. I'm a 16 year old sixth form student in London. So if you don't know where that, what um, educational sector that is, um, it's sixth form is where you have two years of your studies, which prepare you into going for university or internships or apprenticeships. And, um, and like, I, I completely understand the struggles between managing Ramadan and managing schoolwork. And inshallah, I really, really hope that I can help everyone who's listening out here today and just let you know that you're not alone and everyone faces these struggles and struggling struggling with motivation in Ramadan balancing your studies and 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 spirituality is ultimately just so difficult yeah but alhamdulillah I think that the reason I told sister Safa is because she honestly is like, as you can hear her age, she's young and you're like, well, a 16 year old, what is she going to teach me? Well, you know, this is what I love. Like I said about meeting women, like some women just are years ahead of their time. And that's what I feel about sister Sefa. She has such a maturity and such a hold on life and such an organization and way to approach things that I think, honestly, she teaches me things. And I want to share um, with you some of what she has to share with us about how she does things in a really productive way, regardless of the fact that things can feel different. Difficult. But before we get to the positive of that, I wanted to just touch a bit more on what you said, Sister Sefa. You said it's a little bit hard. What are some of the common problems you see from like your other classmates or people around you that you think go to high school? Here it's high school. There it's different, right? But in university and things like that, like what do you think are some of the common struggles that they go through in terms of Ramadan and productivity and that balance? So I think one of the main things is when you have exams and assignments, and I know in the UK, exam season is always typically around Ramadan, which is really unfortunate. Um, and I think just that balance of you need to work well for your studies, because when it's when it's your test day, it's you and it's the paper. No one's going to take into account that it was Ramadan, you were feeling fatigued and you were fasting. And I think that is one of the biggest struggles, but also just failing to... I say failing I feel like more just struggling to connect with Allah and having that intimate connection and I think that was last year I feel like there was a bit of ease to that I know for some people as you were at home and you got to be with your families with some people you weren't and that was really really difficult um and just when you're in person at school I don't know if some people I know some people might be might be doing online school right now some people might be going in um just having that sort of time to just pray and just make the us sit down after your namaz or your prayer it can be really difficult to just find time to be able to do that and I think one of the biggest ways that you can overcome it is just by reaching out if you let people know that you're Muslim that you're fasting it's Ramadan and make it seem like a positive thing and I, I understand that many people feel like it can be really difficult I know I do it can be it's one of the best times if no if not honestly it is the best time of the year yet having that having that responsibility in this dunya of school can be really really difficult to manage yeah I think you touched on a couple of things that are really important which you have this balance it's hard you but I love that you said that you reach out you let people know so if you are going into school and guys we have to get used to being like unapologetically Muslim like I'm Muslim so like this is what we do like do you know where I could pray not like um excuse me um you know in my religion kind of like we have to come with a bit more confidence like this is who I am you know and can you help me out can you let me know so before Ramadan comes ask if you're home and I think we forget this it's a rahma 
like the sister said, we can go and pray. We can be quietly having our schedule. You have more of an opportunity and flexibility actually. So don't look at it as a negative, look at it as like a beautiful invitation to finally connect with Allah and have time to yourself. So I love that. So those are some real problems. So we're going to get into some solutions in child business. So sister Safaid, since um, you said you've experienced those things in the past, how have you overcome them? So give us some tips on what people who are having studies in Ramadan can do to get those studies done, but still be connected to Allah. So one of the things I did was I reached out to my teachers and Alhamdulillah, I'm so grateful that I go to a school, I go to a sick form where there are many Muslim teachers and many Muslim people. And even if they weren't Muslim, I just let them know that it was Ramadan. And like you said about being unapologetically Muslim, we all have that we all have that sort of thing in us that says oh I'm sorry I'm Muslim I just I need to go and I need to pray I'm sorry for the inconvenience but we need to remember that it's not an inconvenience it's just a part of our lives um, and I made sure that I found a place to pray whether it be during my lunch time or if I have free periods I just make sure that I can find a quiet room I can take my prayer mat and I can just have that moment to myself and if you can't pray if you can only pray sunnah then you can't do like with her, um, it's it, a, a fard. I'm sorry, I think I messed that up for a second, but yeah, um, fard is yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, I got confused in my head for a second. But if you can only play, pray fard, if you have a really busy day, it, you've made the intention to pray and you've made that intention to go forth, forth and say, and, and just feel that even amidst your busy day, even amidst your working day, out throughout all of your work, you're able to take that moment, just those five minutes to just pray to Allah and to connect. And I think that really helped. And also surrounding myself with people who were Muslim. I do have, Alhamdulillah, I'm really lucky that I have incredible, incredible Muslim and Muslim friends and my non-Muslim friends were very understanding, which was really incredible. And when you have Muslim friends, I feel like they they're going through the same thing as you and they really understand the struggle between balancing your work and balancing your dean and those nights where you probably didn't have enough sleep as you may have wanted to because you were up late and you had to wake up really early for sahur um, and just knowing that you're not alone and that really really it just it helps so much and having your having your friends and even teachers or professors lecturers just letting them know that you're Muslim and just sort of being able to connect with them and I, I find one thing I wanted to add um just being able to say that being able to have that informal conversation just to say oh yeah this is you know I'm Muslim like just just start a conversation explain don't feel like you need to explain yourself as to why you have to do it but explain the beauty beauty of it and just say how it makes you feel because even though you know you may have that relationship of a teacher and a student sometimes it really really helps to be able to have that personal conversation and just share how this makes you feel because like I said reaching out to someone even if it's through this small informal conversation can really really help no I completely agree and I and I love that you touched on like reaching out to teachers I think sometimes we don't we, we skip that step and we just like oh I'm just gonna struggle alone and then it's like a whole bunch of apologetic emails like oh I'm so sorry it's late um what is that you know like but I love that you initiated but like this is my current situation and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna do the best I can but I just wanted you to be aware and I think 
communication is a cornerstone in a lot of, of ways of bettering ourselves. And so communication with people outside. And then you mentioned having that support of your friends. And I mean, I think so much of that work starts a bit before Ramadan that you've made those good friends. So definitely always encouraging each other to gravitate to those people who are aligned with what you're trying to do. Like if I'm trying to be a good student, I can't be with people who are constant procrastinators, right? They're just going to rub off on me. I can't be, if I'm trying to be closer to Allah, I can't be with Muslims who are constantly like dating, hanging out, drinking. Like you have to say to yourself, like, is there congruence? Am I aligning myself with people that are going to get me to where I want to go? Or am I aligning with people that are going to distract me from the path? So I love that you mentioned that. And also the fact that there's such a benefit in being having those people in the time of Ramadan. So you put all that effort all year to be friends with the right people. And then in Ramadan, it comes back and it benefits you with this beautiful opportunity to share your deen with them. And, and I like that you said also to share with the teachers your feelings because it's actually a beautiful dawah opportunity, right? To share with them the beauty of Islam and kind of like the benefits of Ramadan. And when you have those heartfelt conversations, those are like way better than like, we're Muslim, we pray five times a day. Like, you know, like it's just, it's so from the heart. So I love that. So the other thing I wanted you just to touch on, if you could, I know you have like these ideas about your schedule. And so can you give some tips on, on how to schedule themselves or get their work done and still get their prayers? Like, how do you, how does that work for you? Absolutely. So I know with Ramadan, it's very hard and it does feel quite daunting to think I need to stick to a very strict schedule. I need to do seven to eight. I need to wake up. I have to do this. I, I, it, it's good to just take a moment to step back and just be a bit realistic of it and think that, you know, we need to take into account that we're human beings. We're going to make we're going to oversleep a little bit we're going to be more exhausted some days than others and we're not going to be able to anticipate when those days will be and I think one of the main things that I know I like to do is write a to-do list and spend spend time on it don't think oh no I'm just wasting my time on this that can that can lay out your day just write down it, whether it be in a way that you write down what's most important to what's least to what's to what's least important or to just highlighting what you feel like is really important write down what you feel like you have to do and then schedule the times where you have your lectures or where you have your lessons and keep those slots block those slots out because you know that you can't do anything else in them and make sure in between all of those times you can schedule whether you have to pray Doha or whether you have to pray Asr or or give yourself a bit of time after those prayers to just do a bit more dhikr because it is the month of Ramadan and it, it, it is quite good to implement around now where we're in the month of Shaban where just before Ramadan and it's 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 good to just start in Ramadan but to begin before is so much better to, to help you form that routine and within within those scheduled times of course pray your salah make sure you do a bit of dhikr and also I'm aware that obviously we have time for iftar and suhoor and I think one thing that's really good is to just make sure you can you can increase your knowledge and alhamdulillah we live in such an incredible time where we have technology we have youtube videos we have islamic lectures and talks so whilst you're having iftar maybe put put on a fundraising event that's happening i know in england we have a slam channel and they do a fundraising 
every every night after through from iftar to suhoor in the morning they do some fundraising for a charity and that gives you an incredible opportunity to not only donate some money but to also just listen to what other people have to say and other than an additional thing to that you can do is also just watch some stories of prophets and I know me and my family did that last Ramadan of course it was quite different it was COVID but it was just quite nice to have that little bit more of knowledge that we don't always get a chance to learn about and if if you feel like that's amazing and you really want to do more I know that Omar Suleiman last year did a um every day I think he did a talk a short talk on a specific topic and you can watch that as you're having your iftar or sahur or just throughout your day those are lovely. I was taking notes, so forgive me as you talk. Alhamdulillah. And I love that you said the words realistic. And I always say this too, realistic and flexible. Really, because people have these huge aspirations. And when they crash and burn the first three days, they get so sad and then they just give up, which is why I'm like, I'm so much on community and just really making sure that we push one another. And so having those realistic goals is really, really important. So I love that. And then you also mentioned blocking off time. And it had me thinking about, I don't know where I got it from a long time ago. It was a phrase called eat the frog. And that sounds so weird, but let me tell you what it means. Um, it's like we block time off and then we schedule our, like you said, our to-do list. And what happens is we make our to-do list and we know what's important and we highlight that stuff, got to get it done. And then we go for all the teeny little things and we totally avoid that big daunting paper we have to write. We're like, oh. And so this one approach that I learned has been really beneficial is something called eat the frog, which is like, don't allow yourself to do any of the little things till you've done that big one that annoys you and do it first. Because once it's out the way, you feel so much better because we tend to leave it there, just like pressing on our shoulders and our head, just weighing us down, where if you eat the frog first, the rest of it becomes easy. So alhamdulillah. And um, I love that you mentioned the the social time because you know right now and then doing this stuff before ramadan that was a huge one because like like you said if you get in the groove it doesn't seem so like abrasive the first day of ramadan you're like oh no fasting you schedule but if you do it like and you easier like even me right now i delay even like i i get my schedule different i start to delay even drinking coffee or eating breakfast by like 30 minutes every day, just uh, later, 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 till the point where I'm basically eating my first meal at one o'clock just to get myself physically ready. So like the schedule as well, just easing into it before is so good. I love that. Do you see, this is why I brought you on. I knew you're gonna give us good stuff. Um, lastly, I wanted to talk to you because again, COVID, it's hard. People are in the houses. People are alone. And by the way, Sefa is one of our book club attendees because she came in and she just had, she was such a breath of fresh air. And for her age, I was like, oh, people, and the conversations we have, and I think, you know, Sister Sefa inside there about um, self-forgiveness and pain and parents. And like, we talk about some really deep stuff. Um, it's a closed book club. So I want people to be like, oh, what book club is that? I know how it goes. You guys are going to want to join. But at the end of the day, like that will close right before Ramadan. And in Ramadan, we're going to be opening up other stuff where we support women. But I wanted to take your opinion from your experience of, you know, what do you, like, how important do you think community is in this time? Community is such a big thing and it make it impacts your decisions, it impacts how you feel. And even in the book club, as you were saying, we were talking about companions that you have around you. And one of the analogies that I really, really liked was um the author talked about 
the difference between a blacksmith and one who is a perfume like a perfume perfume salesman um and if you're around a blacksmith you'll get such you have a terrible there'll be a terrible smell around you it'll be quite it'll be quite strong it'll it'll make you want to not go towards it you would you don't want to be around a blacksmith because it just doesn't make you feel good whereas when you wear perfume when you're around a good scent it makes you feel really positive and it makes you feel really good and the author implied that that's how your companionships are that's how your friendship groups are if you have a friendship group that is good and that is positive they will rise up with you they will make you feel empowered they will make you feel positive and not to say that you're not going to have challenges in your life but they will be there to sort of support you throughout them and especially in Ramadan like I mentioned before just having those companions around you that can be there with you throughout those difficult times is just so important as you just need to be able to know that you're not alone and it happens to everyone and having people who are negative and bring you down subconsciously they you won't you won't always realize but in your subconscious they will be bringing you down and you will start to have these negative thoughts of oh maybe maybe they're right maybe I shouldn't do this maybe I should just do this instead and having community around Ramadan just allows you to see that people are struggling like you you're someone you're someone who's a human being we're all human beings Allah knows that we were not perfect that's we, we aren't perfect that's why we repent that's why we make dhikr that's why we pray to Allah and ask him to forgive us and I think that's so beautiful I just it, it like it makes my it makes my heart so happy every time I think of it and just to have a community around you that supports you and acknowledges the issues that you go through and they go through it with you you feel that you feel that struggle together but at the end of it you're able to enlighten yourselves and you're able to reach higher and you're able to see that there's a lot more to this struggle and if and if anything it will make you a lot stronger and it helps build your resilience and I know a lot of us really do struggle with that especially in a time where you have to balance something really important but also you have to balance Ramadan Ramadan something that we all love immensely it's a time which we we think oh my god how did it go from being the first day and now we're on the 29th it's it just goes so quickly and we want to make the best out of each second the most that we can take out of it and just having that community around you that supports you and enlightens you like I said before that it feels empowering you're able to power through these struggles of yours and you're able to see that but yeah just just surround yourself with people that you can connect with people that feel the struggles that you're in but can also bring right help you rise above it yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And I look forward to having even more conversations with you, whether it's in the book club or whether it's in um, the community that we have. And I'm going to mention again to the women who are feeling like, oh, I wish I had that, but I don't, I'm a new Muslim and I don't have, we have a lot of those all the time. We support them all the time in Ramadan. Like I'm a new Muslim. I don't have that community. I have my family and they're Christian or Catholic, or you know what, maybe I'm a born Muslim, but I'm the only one practicing in my family. Or maybe you're a person who is just like, you know, you've tried in the past to do these types of things that we're talking about, get rid of bad habits and, you know, get into a better place, but you don't have people to support you around you. And so we've really created that online. And we want you to know that we don't need you to be alone and that 
that there is that space if it is something that you want. And um, in April, we're going to open that up for the women that want to join. And all, honestly, we, we opened it a little while now, maybe a week and a half or so. And the list is pretty long already in the waiting list. I probably won't be able to let every single woman in. But as, if you get on pretty soon on the waiting list, you probably can still get in if you do by the time that you're hearing this podcast. So inshallah, business to Allah, I encourage the women that are into it and interested. Um, we have the Ramadan recharge program. If that's something that you feel you need to benefit, because we push you through the entire time. And like Sister Sefa said, there's all these women in there kind of like being really raw and honest about their struggles and like talking about what is difficult for them, but then literally encouraging each other to keep going. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Kind of like how we're doing in the book club right now. Um, we have about one more session left to go or two. And, and, and I really look forward to these things. They're like my own little gems that I look forward to during the week to sit with these women. And just, I learn something new every day. Absolutely lovely. So thank you again, Sister Sefa, for coming on and kind of sharing your wisdom. And I really, really hope that all the women have can take at least one or two things even from today and just say, how can I start to do things better? And like Sister Sefa said, do this before Ramadan. Try today. Think like, what can I do to change my schedule just a bit? How can I be realistic? How can I make sure that I'm surrounded by the right people to do the right thing? And um, yeah, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sister. It was lovely to have you. Jazakallah for having me. And if even if you read a line of Quran a day recitation, you read a page of the translation, these little things that help us build up to Ramadan, the big thing, they really help. And inshallah, I hope that everyone listening, inshallah, has an incredible Ramadan. Please feel free to connect with me on like Twitter or LinkedIn. I'd love to hear about how everyone's Ramadan is going. And just to remember that you're not alone. And inshallah, this Ramadan, inshallah, may this Ramadan be filled with blessings for us all. And inshallah, maybe you'll feel empowered to continue the lessons that we learn in this Ramadan. Beautiful words. All right. Thank you, sisters. I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.